0: welcome to medicine mondays bringing you wisdom to elevate your consciousness and co-create planetary healing together for the next seven generations hmm. hello everybody and welcome to medicine mondays i don't have anybody with me today it's just me, and I'm going to be giving you guys some reflections on my experience this past week. I was at Disney World, but before I go into all of that, i like to take a minute and breathe as people pop on, taking a deep breath in with the nose, coming into the heart. And breathing out wherever you are right now, wherever you're listening from, I invite you to just take three deep breaths and center yourself. I'm going to open up with a song. And... I'm a little nervous, to be honest, of uh, talking about the subject today um, because it is—it runs really deep. But I'm excited to be uh, sharing <laughs> and pushing my comfort zone. <laughs> so, first, with this song, may it um, help you find your center, and uh, I invite you to. Uh, feel the childlike energy from this song. This song is uh, definitely a child song. you for joining me so I want to dive in with you guys and first of all pray for the children for all of the inner children within us within you and this this broadcast is really for the inner child and so what happened to me (laughs) <laughs> was I was in Disney World this past week with my family and it was a really interesting experience Um, I am I'm am not a typical Disney person I'm not like super crazy about Disney at all but it was a cornerstone of my childhood as it was for many different people so if you watched Disney at all when you were growing up, I would love to hear about what your favorite movie was in the comments and and share with us um, what was your favorite. So my favorite was Beauty and the Beast. Um, Beauty and the Beast and then Aladdin and then Pocahontas. Those were like my core favorite princesses, right? And um, it has a large part to do with how we identify with ourselves So I was at Disney World and there was this fantasy parade happening and so this parade we had Belle and the Beast and Ariel and all of the princesses coming down and they're coming down Main Street or whatever at Disney World and there's it's Magic Kingdom I think and and there's like the castle behind them and the music is playing and everybody's like clapping and it's all exciting and whatnot and there's a part of me that's just like oh my god like this is so fake (laughs) but then I got these like shiver bumps like all over the spirit bumps all over my body and I started feeling this like really strong spiritual energy, and this was the second time that I had felt it throughout the throughout the trip. Um, the day before was during a performance um, where they had Elsa and Anna performing on stage, and I got the shiver bumps then too, these spirit bumps. And so this time it was with Belle and the Beast, and I just started feeling like strong vibrations. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Where is this coming from? And, and I felt it two more times throughout the parade. And then I realized, I was like, oh my God, the reason so many people are so gung-ho on Disney, even as adults, like half the people there didn't have kids. Like it, it was not just for kids. Like there was definitely adults there And um, it was hard for me to understand it at first, but now I see we all identify with wanting to be the princess, right? That's kind of obvious. But the thing is that we all are the chosen princess. We all are the royalty that we seek, that we look up to. Deep down in the kingdom of the heart, we are the chosen ones. And every single person there out of the 50,000 people that were at Disney World are the chosen ones. Every single person. And I started to see, you know, I kind of had all my walls up and I didn't want to see, but then I started to see everybody's chakras and it was a very heart-centered and very, um, they were like very joyous. Um, but it was all coming from the heart because they felt like they were able to fulfill these fantasies now granted I'm not a fan this is like the gem within the illusion of Disney World and I feel like this is there are always gems and this realization helped me understand the people that were so into it and um it was a Really, um, a lot of the time, I felt very angry. I felt very um, upset with with the way that uh, portrait children are being portrayed or influenced to want to have things, rather things and like expensive experiences, and it's all this like consumeristic idea of that they want to be this made-up person. And my daughter was being fed this. And I was just like in this moment of um, borderline of regret, but feeling her joy at the same time and wanting her to have that. And um, this internal conflict was playing out. So what what it comes down to is that there is a lot of programming in the Disney culture to to be a loyal consumer to um, to have the products or the look um, that is going to make you what you like bring you happiness essentially, and that is a very strong illusion. And it's it's hurting children. It is. And I'm I'm having to figure out how to deprogram my daughter after that experience. And but but deep down what it what it's doing is it's deprogramming myself and my inner child. Because my inner child wanted to be Belle. I I wanted to um from my heart save somebody that was ugly and help them be the prince right so that has kind of played out in my in my relationships and um and then and then again with um with pocahontas right of bringing in this um this foreigner and and trusting from the heart so what disney is doing is it's it's bringing old stories and it's and it's bringing them up to the surface and having us see these glamorized versions of it that aren't reality and we're seeing this fantasy play out and we're wanting to experience that fantasy and we're wanting to escape our current reality and we're wanting and and i'm talking about the mass people that were at disney world okay they're wanting to experience um a dream world and um that's that's what they get for a price and it's also cultivating this idea that the elite the princesses the ones that really get the royal treatment there are the ones with the money right because that's how our world works and so we have this thing where they hook you with your dream of being the chosen one um because you because ultimately you are You really are deep down. All of us are the chosen ones and special and they're saying that but there is an undertone of oh but the real the ones that really see or look at are the ones that um, get to have the better experiences or get to have higher forms of happiness and I saw this with these little girls getting their princess dresses And these princess dresses are not cheap. They're like 60 US dollars for a little baby girl's princess dress that um, she's going to wear maybe a few times before she grows out of it. And then there was this carriage where it's a Cinderella stroller, but it looks like a Cinderella pumpkin. And it was $350 to rent that stroller for one day. Now, I don't know about you, but that's crazy, okay? Like, that's over the top. And everything there, it's all about money. It's always, constantly, how much can you buy and have your memorabilia or whatever. And it's bullshit. It really is. So deprogramming from that and and finding the um, value and the messages that are in Disney deeper. Deeper than the the view of consumerism, if you look deeper beneath that, there, there is lessons that can show us aspects of ourselves that we are afraid to look at, because there are archetypes in the Disney stories of the evil and the good, and the good and the evil, and this battle between the two, and like, what if the evil is your... Is your uh, ego that is that is left untamed, that is constantly seeking power, a um, a unrealized ego? Okay, so our ego serves up our, our our ego ego is not evil. Our ego serves us when it can serve from the heart, because we all have an ego as long as we're in this body. But the unrealized ego is like the villain, and so the the princess the or the prince and the the good guys are the the heart and so we're seeing this battle playing out and we're wanting to to fulfill that so all of this considered uh disney paints a very interesting picture for us to for me as a parent to look back on and to realize that this is not reality, but there is some sort of wisdom there. And trying to make the best of it for my daughter, um, it's part of our society. All of us have an extent of this programming in one way or another. So another thing is... Um, in the movie Aladdin, there is this sea of treasures, right? There's the, what is it, the Cave of Wonders. So you go down into the cave, and there's all of this treasure, and you can't touch any of it, and you're only allowed to touch the lamp, right? And then Aladdin gets a lamp, but the monkey touches the gem, and then it all melts down. So what is this saying to us? This is saying that we have all this temptation and there's so much available, but, it, but all of the um, visual or perceived wealth and temptation ultimately is the means of your own demise. And that the little lamp, the genie in the lamp, is your inner being and your ability to accomplish your dreams. Now some people say that the genie is uh, um, like King Solomon and evoking the different entities and being able to do that that kind of magic. I, I used to be with a partner that um, did hermetic magic in that way, and um, it's actually um, Iris's father. And so he saw it in a different light of that this is a, a, a lower dimensional entity that you can then, you know, bring forward. Um, I see it all as representations inside of ourselves. So by unlocking this unexpected genie in a lamp, we can become the prince, Ali, and get the princess, but it's not really the princess that we're after. What we're really after is the feeling of being loved, of being good enough, of having self-worth, and so when we come from a place of of comparing ourselves or of feeling that we're not good enough we're playing into this storyline that is going throughout the generations and that we have usually inherited from our parents and so we're experiencing this this story in our heads of, I'm not good enough, I'm not as good as that person, I'm not as good as that person, I'm never as pretty as that princess, or whatever the storyline is. And it, and it can start as early as childhood comparing ourselves to these princesses. But what it's coming from is our parents and our parents' parents, and it goes back in the generations, and we have experienced from many many generations back this wound of not being accepted and when did that start we felt unaccepted when there was separation starts at birth separation from the divine mother and if you notice there usually aren't mothers And Disney stories, for those of you Disney fans out there, you know this already. There is separation from the Divine Mother or from Mother of any kind. Physically, you get separated from your Mother at birth. So that's the first step of separation from God. And in tribal societies, Whether you go back to the Celts, or you go back to ancient China, or India. Or, obviously, tribes are recognized mostly as uh, an American thing, Native American or South American. When you say tribes, I'm I'm speaking of tribes of all people, of all nations. And tribal societies. People were accepted in their tribes through different rites of passage. And in our society now, we don't have that. And when did that stop? With colonialization. When we started being colonized and controlled and the, um, the powers that be decided to organize and to reprimand people for not conforming, that was when people started being truly, Outcasted and unaccepted and the separation really amplified and i believe it was from that time from the birth of colonialization that we initiated the self-worth wound and the i'm not good enough wound and ever since then it's been going generation by generation by generation and we've been experiencing our own doubts clouding our minds and there is now an opportunity for us to break that cycle by realizing it and it's constant work like it doesn't just go away one day and then you're done like it comes back up and then you get through it and you get to the next level and then it comes up again and then you get through it and you get to the next level. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm decoding the layer that is within the subconscious programming that Disney has created. And mostly millennials, because during our childhood millennials, during the 90s, we had all of the like Disney classics, right? That are like Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and... And Aladdin and um, all of those that everybody is just like iconic, right? Iconic Disney classics. So I ask you, what Disney movie were you programmed with? And can you reflect on your life and see if that storyline has played out in a subconscious way? Is this connected to your life story? And if it is in any way, watch that movie again and see how you can illuminate the gems within the illusion. Because there's always a gem hidden inside of our illusions. We just have to get through the veils and push through to uncover them. Polish them off, right? So I invite you to do that as your medicine homework, (laughs) diving within. (sighs) And I pray that all of the people that are so, there's, there's so many people that are obsessed with Disney culture. And I really pray that all those people can see the gems and live out the truth of why they have been so connected to those stories. (sighs) I don't even want to get into the drama of the food at Disney World because it pissed me off so much. (laughs) That was another aspect is it, it paints this illusion and then It creates self-opportunity for self-sabotage because they feed you crap. Unless you pack all your own food. Which I found an Indian family that had all of their own curry that they were eating at a table. And it really made me happy. (laughs) But if you you want to eat anything that is vegan at Disney World and you don't pack your own food, you're SOL. (laughs) Extremely SOL. But... That's my point is that you can find the truth in it. You can find the hidden gems in it. And we are all the chosen ones. We are all the Disney prince or princess or superhero. And although there is a lot of things that are really backwards with that system, there is something to be said about the way that it can make you feel inside when you watch the hero win. It gives you hope. Even if it's a false hope, it creates that feeling in your heart. That's why everybody's heart chakras were open there, because they felt that hope. So I have a whole new outlook now on Disney culture. And I believe that it is up to us, especially for all of you parents out there, to take a second look and see how you can put a spin on your story and see which stories your child associates with and how you can help them throughout that story. Because we all all identify with stories. I'm gonna close out with a flute prayer. It looks like I may be lagging a little bit. My blessings to all of you, and I'm super curious if any of you wanna share which Disney movie that you're playing out. Blessings to all of you. I hope that you have a beautiful day and a wonderful Monday.